Greetings to you all in the sweet name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been sharing with you how the kingdom of God is, is joy in the Holy Ghost and kingdom of God is power. But when we turn away from the real path and go after material things, the power decreases. The things started in the spirit end in the flesh. In continuation, I'd like to clear some of the scripture which many people don't understand correctly. Third John verse 2. Third John verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your presence in our midst, Lord, wherever the CD or the television sets are being operated to listen to the word, I pray your presence may be there everywhere. And Lord, open the hearts of the people to understand your word. If anyone's mind is blocked by the power of wickedness, I pray that you may open their hearts so that they may know the truth. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. This scripture says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Many preachers, great preachers, well-known preachers of this world do not understand the real meaning of this scripture. Here it says, John says, As thou may prosper and be in health, just like your soul prospereth. You please understand, John is not writing about material things because he only wrote, Do not love the world and the things of this world. Here the prosperity is spiritual prosperity. Now, we should understand, I already shared with you, Galatians 5.17. Galatians 5.17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. I shared with you how flesh has come in. There's a fight going on between our spirit and flesh. If material things increase, then the fight will become severe. What is the meaning of this scripture is that spirit rule your flesh. That is real prosperity. Prosper, the word used is, that you may grow forward. Here is not mentioning at all any material things. Because he, John, himself said, John chapter 2, 
verse 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. He says, do not love the world or things of the world. So this is not at all about material prosperity, my friend. This is the spirit rule your soul. In your soul is the flesh. So one person ruling your whole thing. That is real prosperity, peace. That is your spiritual person. Inner man rule the outer man. Or you be led by the spirit of God. Inner man ruled by the outer man. Outer man is ruled by inner man. I'm sorry. Outer man is ruled by inner man. Or the Holy Spirit guide and lead you. About the material things, what our Father is doing, I am very glad to tell about our Father who cares about our material things. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Verse 7 and 8. I read verse 7 also. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Before we ask, our Father knows what is our need. Matthew 6, 25 Therefore I say unto you, take not thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than the meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the force of the air, and for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take he thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, or you little faith? Therefore take not thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you are in need of all these things. But seek ye the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Beloved, we have a great Father who is taking care of us. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. First Peter chapter 5. 
casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Hallelujah. Our heavenly father, how much care for you. See, I've resigned my job in 1975 as a commissioned officer, first class commissioned officer. They asked me to wait for seven months to get my gratuity, a big amount. I did not because the Spirit of God did not allow me. They said, wait for another two years to get your pension. For officer pension is a good amount. I did not wait. I just came out from the army signing seven papers that I will not claim anything from the government. With my wife and two children started living. I had just 10 rupees in the bank. That, is, that was the minimum required at that time. It is even less than half a dollar. From that 1975 today, it is 2011, July 31st. Till this day, my father has taken care of me. I have not asked anyone in the world about my physical needs. No church is supporting me. My Father in heaven provides for me through different channels according to his own will, through free gifts without my asking. I am still living in a rented house. Ministry is progressing in Philippines, in Nepal, in different places of India, North India. Servants of God are being trained. All our needs, God the Father is taking care of. We never pray to God to give us money, give us food, give us house rent. Whatever He gives, we just thank Him for that. Whatever He gives. We never ask Him. We start several times. We were without money several times. But all those things he was teaching us. He was giving us heavenly manna. When we were physically starving, he was giving us heavenly manna. I never borrowed even one rupee from anyone. I never borrowed things from the shops. Whatever the Father gives, that's I'm going to tell you one experience because some of you are servants of God. When I was in Jammu, God told me to go to Jalandhar, another state, uh, uh, Jalandhar Punjab state of India. I came by bus with a team of five more people. We were six to Jalandhar bus stand. From there, on a donkey cart, we came to a village called Kakipinda, a very big village. Several hundred thousand people lived there. And there was no church. So God put in my burden in my heart to go and preach there and establish a church there. So after reaching, I didn't have money. We have a gas light, some kerosene for gas light, and a battery-operated amplifier system. My system was there. Myself and we, six people, five people, we six people reached that khaki print. And there we didn't have money to hire a house. So we founded a big tree. Underneath we kept everything. 
and then there was a school, private school, and we requested the people to give us the veranda for the night to stay. They agreed. And after reaching that place, I had just two rupees, that is, just for one cup of tea. I gave that two rupees to these four brothers who are Punjabi brothers, new brothers. I said, you buy whatever you can get for two rupees. It is just a cost for one cup. And to the Malayali brother, his name was Rajan. He was from Kerala. I told him, I don't have money. You just drink water. So we didn't have food, lunch, no dinner. I, we conducted a meeting under the tree, several, through gas light. We had a uh, light arrangement. And then through amplifier, we preached to the people. Hundreds of people gathered. I prayed for the sick. Nobody gave even one rupee. No food, no tea. Just we drank water and slept on the veranda. Second day, I went and preached in seven more places on the street, in different, different places, standing on corners during daytime. Evening, I preached under that tree. Many hundreds of people came. God healed several sick people. Nobody gave even one rupee, not even a cup of tea. We all, the six of us, completely starving, not even a hot cup of tea. We stayed there, slept there. Third day, I also went out to preach. And in the evening, no food, no tea at all. Evening, Brother Rajan climbed the tree to fix the horns of the amplifier. Because he was shivering, lack of food, he fell down from the tree. But thank God, his hand was not broken, leg was not broken. Amplifier system, horn was also not damaged. That day also we preached. Three days, no tea, no coffee, no hot drinks, just plain water freely we get from the pumps. That's all. Nothing, not even a biscuit. So, 11 o'clock in the night when I was sleeping, I did a foolishness. I had this wallet. I took out my wallet and I opened it before the Father. I said like this, Father, I'm preaching for the last three days here. My throat is paining. You did not give me a glass of hot water. I'm going to sleep. I kept the wallet there because I was tired preaching, preaching. I slept. Twelve o'clock, a sick gentleman came and knocked the gate, the wooden gate. Rajan brother was sleeping on my side on the floor. He went and saw a sick gentleman with a turban, sick man, sick religious man from sick religion. He with a turban and all. He was knocking. And he came and said, a sick gentleman is knocking. I said, open the door. He came and stood before me, an elderly man about 50 years old. He said, we have come to prepare food for you. They said, how you come to know? He said, today, he said, I'm staying about 17 kilometers from away from here. I was sitting in my Gurudwara, you know, Sikh temple. He is a Sikh priest. He was reading this Granthi, their Sikh holy book. Granth Sahib, he was reading. So he remembered my face. Then I said, how come you remembered my face? He said, I came to repair my welder, my tractor to a welding shop here. Then I saw you standing there and preaching. 
because of the welding noise, I could not hear what you were preaching. But I noticed your face very clearly several times. So when I am sitting in my temple, Sikh temple, and reading my Granth, my holy book, your face again and again came before me. And somebody said, go with your five workers and prepare food for them. He said, at 8 o'clock in the evening, I got this message. Somebody telling me. So from then I picked five more workers, sick workers. I gathered all the food items, timber and everything. On my tractor we started. And searching you, searching you, we found out. And we have come here. That's how it is 12 o'clock. I said, you prepare food somewhere in the corner of this ground. Then he said, before I start preparing food, I brought some hot milk for you. He brought a big flask and hot milk for six of us. Hot milk and some bread and some bananas. See, I opened my purse at 11 o'clock in the night. My father gave order at 8 o'clock. Means three hours before I opened my purse and said, Father, look at it. Then I said to Father, Father, forgive me. I opened my purse and I complained, hereafter I will not do that also. Afterwards I did not do that. What I mean to say is, beloved, our Father is real. Afterwards I never, never asked any material thing. We don't take offerings in our meetings. We don't preach about giving tithings. People bring and put... Normally we keep a box there, offering box, and they put the offering there. We don't ask them, give it. Even when we, when we tell the people, do not put any money for healing. Do not put any money for spiritual blessing. It's all free. But even after all these things, for all our needs, beloved friend, we don't use any friend, uh, fundraising system. No fundraising technique. God speaks to the hearts of the people. Unless give money, send the money. And God leads us every day. You know, this, they continue to, they prepared food and they continue to give food for five days for all the people who come there. Hundreds of people were coming and eating. On the last day, that honor that sick gentleman, another five. Six sick gentlemen. Six people from sick religion accepted Jesus, took water baptism, and God established a church in Kakipind. I praise and thank God for the work of God. So my dear friends, our Father is taking care of all our needs. All our physical needs. For Adam, never ask God, I am hungry. He already provided fruit for them. For people of Israel, he provided manna. And all other things needed. For all the birds and for, for me, for the last, since 1975, he is providing for all of us, hundreds of servants of God, thousands of people. In meeting sometimes several thousands people gather. Our Father provides for all our needs without asking anybody. We don't pray, Father, give us, because he knows our need. I need not tell him. 
is such a responsible father. I am also a father. I have two children. Without, before they ask, I take care of them. If I, being a worldly, ordinary man, take care of my children that much, how much more heavenly father? Some teachers, some preachers say, knock, knock, and it shall be opened. There the subject is Holy Spirit. Ask, ask, it shall be given. It is not for material thing. It is for Holy Spirit. So in the word of God, never it is mentioned are for material things. In Philippians 4, 12, there are also some people quote that scripture and say, Philippians 4, 12. Philippians 4, 12. That also people quote wrongly. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What is our request? Here it says, be careful for nothing. That means not for any material things. What is our need, my friend? What, what, for what should, for what we should ask God? Psalm 73 verse 25. Psalm 73 verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Lord, my desire is only you. But many preachers tell you, pray for, pray for food, pray for a house, pray for building, pray for cars, ask, knock, knock, knock. It's all unbelief. It's all you do not trust your father. I pray, I tell you, my friend, what for you should be concerned, I want to tell, tell you what is concerned. See, Galatians 5.17, I've been talking to you. Galatians 5.17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So if you keep on asking for material things, your flesh will become stronger and stronger. So you should not pay attention to your flesh at all. Obey the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you will live. But if you are led by the flesh, you will die spiritually. So you should have carnal things. People, the carnal people are mindful about carnal things. Romans chapter 8. Verse 6 onwards. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 onwards. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is against enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither it indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So carnal mind. Material mind. Is enmity against God. So, beloved friends, what, is, what should be our concern? First Peter chapter 11, I read again, I would like to remind you and go forward. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. The lust, the desire that was against the soul. Now, about the material things also I said, Earlier also, though you have material things, you are just a custodian of all those things. 
But what is more concern for you? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. What you should be your concern? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Beloved, what, is, what should be your concern? Filthiness of the flesh and spirit. You have to find out filthiness of the spirit and flesh and perfect holiness. All other things... Our Father will give. Your concern should be overcoming the filthiness of the spirit and the flesh. Hebrew chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrew chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. Sorry. Hebrew chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the principles of doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Nor laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on the hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal life. And this will we do if God permit. See, many people do not understand the scriptures properly. Accepting Jesus Christ, water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit, laying on of hands, they are all foundations. Of a, you, of a building, you do not see the foundation. It is below the ground. But what you are constructed upon the foundation which you see. Similarly, basic doctrines are our foundation. Some people think that I accepted Jesus Christ. I became a one-story, one-floor building. And taken water baptism, two-four buildings, two-story two building. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, third floor three-story building. My dear friend, taking water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit, these are all foundations. Afterwards, your day-to-day -day life is the building that is built upon. So, if you think that you accepted Jesus, you became, now say, your foundation work. You are taken baptism, it's a foundation work. Filled with the Holy Spirit is a foundation work. If you have not taken water baptism, your foundation is not yet completed. You must complete it. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, your foundation is not yet completed. You must complete it. Then our day-to-day -day life, we should. Now, you should know where we have come, my friends. That's so many times your mind is occupied with material things. So you do not know where God has brought you. I would like to read to you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all fullness of God. Beloved, God has given you the privilege to be a family member of God. 
there it is not written families family of god i believe majority of the family members of god are in heaven a minority are here we are one father father god our majority of the family members have labored and completed their job and they are resting and our father is waiting the father has a plan in new jerusalem for us a new heaven and new earth our father has already planned and to fulfill that plan only he created the earth and created you and me the eternal plan of our father will start in new heaven and new earth in new jerusalem there will be living with our father so what father is doing that we his children may grow like him therefore through the word of god he has given you the permission he has given you the great blessing to be born in his family through the word of god you are born in the house of god you are not just loved by god you are not just come like that because of mercy but you are born in the family of god that's why we are the household of god and heavenly god is our father so together we are all one family many of our family members have starved and paid the price they grown to maturity you and i are going through many problems so that we may grow to maturity so our father is concerned that we may grow to his level there it is written may be able to comprehend with all saints what is breadth and length and depth depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth all knowledge that he may be filled with all fullness of god my dear friend we have to grow to the fullness of god not just asking god give me give me this we have to grow to the fullness of god and for that we we may have to go through many problems galatians chapter 4 verse 1 and 3 1 and 2 now i say that the heir as long as he is child differeth nothing from a servant though he be led lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father though we are born in the family of god we are heirs joined heirs with christ that also i read romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 17 the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if so that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together we are born in the family we are heirs of god but we have to grow we are just babes here it says and the, that the heir as long as he is child differeth nothing from a servant though he be lord of all you may have a good car you have a son or two years three years old you will tell your servants or other people do not allow my son to touch my car if he touches he will take a stone and scratch it you keep him away from the car because he doesn't know how to clean it but he grows to 10 years old he says son clean it then he grows to 20 years old you will 
arrange a license for him and you will give the key to him. Son, take the key and drive the car. In the same way, Heavenly Father allows you to go through different types of problems so that you may mature and grow. It is not a problem. What you need, what you are doing, oh God, I need this, I need that. Our Father is willing to give all what we need. He loves us. He has planned eternity for us. He has already planned a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem for us where He will live with us. Not separately. We will be living together. That's why Jesus Christ said, If you overcome, you will sit with my sit with on my sit on my throne as I overcame and sat with my father. I shared before you. The throne will about our father and our father is the same. We have to go to the fullness of Christ. For that he will allow us through some tutors. What is what kind of tutors? First Peter chapter one verse seven. First Peter chapter one verse seven. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory in the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our faith will be tried. That is the tutor. Whether we have been gone to the maturity. Chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12 and 13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happen unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Friends, fiery trials, these days preachers preach, it is a curse. Some, some preachers curse re, re, some preachers come forward these days, say, I will deliver you from the curse. Please read first, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are past, all, all things have become new. Friend, there is no curse on you, on your family. No family curse. Whatever curse were there, the day you came and accepted Jesus Christ kneeling down at the foot of the cross, all the curse on you are gone. Because he became curse for us. So there is no curse. Some preachers say there's a curse on you. There's a, they are money making preachers. They are not according to the word of God. They do not know the word of God. They know how to make money. They know how to deceive people. They know how to quote scripture so that they can give money. Don't be deceived by them. The day you accepted Jesus Christ, all your curse has gone. No curse on you, a new creature. The day you are baptized, your old man is buried in water. You are a new man. Satan has no claim on you. That's why you take taken water baptism. No curse on you. But you will have trials. Here it says, burning trials. First Peter, uh, First Peter chapter 4. Verse 12 and 13. Beloved, 
Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange things has happened to you. But rejoice as much as your partakes of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. My dear, to remove your childishness, to make you, to uh, allow you to grow to his stature, these kind of things will happen. That's why Hebrew chapter 12, verse 6 to 11. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 6 to 11. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son which he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if he without chasteneth, whereof all are partakers when are his bastards are not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of Spirit and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Look, hear what he says. Whom God loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth. My dear friend, if you are going through problems, difficulties, it is mark of love. Your father loves you. He has put you under the tutor of suffering so that you may grow. So if you are going through any suffering, you must understand it's a mark of love. And then verse 7, if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. That means if some more suffering comes, then you must understand it's mark of sonship. Yes, my father loves me. I am his son. He put me under some trainees. That may be the trouble. It may be hardship. It may be sickness. It may be pain. It may be allegations. It may be loneliness. Some kind of things. You know, our life is protected in his hand. In John chapter 10, verse 27 to 29, we are kept under in his hands. And we are under Father's hands. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16, uh, I would like to read Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15 and 16. Can a woman forget a sucking child, that ye should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Ye they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls shall continually be before me. He has not just kept but he has graven us in his hands. Therefore, my beloved, your life is well secured. You are in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he puts you in fire. Just like this silver, silver smith and goldsmith claim the silver in the same way our heavenly father sometimes cleanses us I would like to read the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 and 3 book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 and 3 but who may abide the day of his coming 
and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Hallelujah. So he will melt us to take away all our draws. Then the people of Israel, we find Ezekiel. I would like to read Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 18 to 20. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 18 to 20. Son of man, the house of Israel is to me become dross. All they are brass and tin and iron and lead. In the midst of the furnace, they are even the dross of silver. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because ye are all become dross, behold, therefore I will gather you in the midst of Jerusalem. As they gather silver and draw brass and iron and lead and lead and tin and into the midst of the fire, furnace, to blow the fire upon it, to melt it. So will I gather you in my anchor and in my furry, and I leave you there and melt you. Look at our loving Father chasteneth us to remove all our dross. You know, here people of Israel, they become, they're supposed to be gold. They've become tin, brass, and iron. The Lord says, I will melt you. Lead. To melt a lead, 120 degrees centigrade heat is enough. But for an iron, 2,500 degrees centigrade is required. When God starts melting you, if you start running away, He will increase the heat. So stay there wherever you are. And ask God, God grant me grace. What, why He is putting you on the furnace? As I told from Malachi, Silversmith and goldsmith, what they do, they put all the silver in a pot and they blow hot heat on it and it melts. I asked the silversmith, how do you know that the silver is melted properly? He says, when I look at the melted silver floating, if I can see my face clearly, then I can understand the all draws as God. Then I pour it out separately. Similarly, when you are on the fire of trials and sicknesses, hardship, Heavenly Father watching you from above, He will not keep you there one second extra. Not even one second. That's how He did with Joseph. That's how He did with Moses. That's how He did with Paul. That's how He did with me and still doing it. I want to tell you, my beloved, you have to grow to his stature. Coming back to Hebrew chapter 11, again, we find Hebrew chapter 12, where onwards, here is the 10. Verse 10. For, the, for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. He is allowing you to go through this trial so that the dross, the dirt in you be melted through that fire of affliction, through that problems, and so that you may shine. 
Here he says, now the chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised their fight. Initially, when you go into the furnaces, it will be terrible. The Lord has chosen us in the furnace of affliction. Through when we go through different difficulties and problems, He chooses us. That is our selection. Your, the selection is not when you are uh, 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 when you are on the preaching stage, but the selection is when you go through the sufferings. We read, therefore, uh, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, tried stone. Jesus Christ, tried stone, a pressure cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Hallelujah. But, one thing I have to tell you. I would like to read verse 28. Where, uh, chapter, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 27 to 28. For the fishes are not threshed with a threshing instrument. Neither is a cartwheel turned about upon the coming. But the fishes are beaten out with a staff and the coming with a rod. Bread corn is bruised because he will not Never be threshing it, nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor bruise it with his horseman. Look at the care of the Lord. Here he says, when you thresh things, coming small, light things, it is beaten and slowly it's taken. Heavy corn and wheat, threshing wheel comes. Mighty fear, friend, the trials, whatever you are facing, he will not give it more than that you can bear. I've gone through how many trials. He gives us the ability. Holy Spirit is also there. Then abundance of grace. He is giving you Romans. In the book of Romans, is, I already shared with you that we, we get abundance of grace. Romans 5.17 For if by one man's offense death is reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace under the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Friend, you have to grow according to the stature of Christ. In Ephesians 4.11-16 we read, we may grow to the stature of Christ. We may grow to the fullness of God. We may grow to the full stature of Christ. We are family members of God. We are called to live with God forever and ever. So, my dear friend, our all human nature has to go. That is the greatest need. Your need is not money. Your need is not Houses. Your need is not job. Your need is not marriage. Your need is when I shall become like him. 
All those things he takes care of. Your food is taking care of. Your house is taking care of. Your healing is taking care of. Your everything is taking care of. What you should ask of God. I desire to become like that is what needed that's what you should ask for you should not be careful about material things you should be careful lord still i have myself in me still i have lying nature in me still i have flesh in me still i have attraction to the world lord help me to overcome these things your cry should not be for bread and butter you are guys should not be for house and clothes and job and anything that our father does by himself what is looking for are you interested about spiritual needs are you interested about spiritual growth that's why you have to work out your own salvation so beloved friend looking or hearing the preachings of the people some people pray oh the suffering is a curse no once some american friends came to india and wanted to preach that poverty is a curse and he started then i went to the stage and said brother don't preach here yet because you do not know the word of god these brothers and sisters who have forsaken many things for the sake of christ and suffering then later on they said i repent that preacher said i repent now i understand the scripture my dear friend many western churches western countries and korea and many other places in india also some places prosperity preachers have destroyed the churches they do not know the word of god the spirit of god is grieved through trials through problems we should grow like him Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. Though there are a lot of scriptures to share, so if anyone of you interested to know more, you can contact me over the phone. The my phone number and my address all you can get from the screen, and address also, and my email address also you can get from the screen, so that you can contact me. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory hallelujah we are changed from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord changed from glory to glory beloved do you understand the word of god in short time i gave you this word prospering and this third john verse to prosper and be health means growing spiritually not at all material wealth we have to grow to the fullness of god we have to grow to the full stature of christ when that has to happen before you breathe your last you do not know when you will die after death it is not possible so what is the immediate need not water immediate need is not water or food or cloth or anything immediate needs are to grow like him grow to his stature beloved i have given you the word of god would you 
spend some time to meditate on this precious word. This will make you perfect. That's why Colossians 1.28, Colossians 1.28, I'll read that and then close. Colossians 1.28, whom we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. We preach that so that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Not preaching so that they may get houses, they make their sickness healed, they get business blessed. No, sir. Make them perfect. Grow to the full stature of Christ. You know what John says when John chapter, John says in the, uh, First John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man hath this hope in him, purifieth himself even as he is pure. Hallelujah. Beloved friend, we have to grow. The inner man should grow to his stature. When? Before your death. When your death will come. Before the trumpet sounds. When the trumpet shall sound, when? Maybe today or tomorrow. Before that. So their immediate need is spiritual growth. To grow to the fullness of God. To grow to the stature of Christ. Let me pray for you. Close your eyes in prayer. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray that your word may continue to work in their hearts. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. I'll sing a song. Song 446. Song 446. When morning breaks and shadows flee away. 446. When morning breaks and shadows flee away, Jesus the King of glory shall appear. Sure we'll meet Him on that day. Rejoice for the day draweth near. Shouting hallelujah when we hear the trumpet sound. Singing hallelujah in the sky. Greeting Him with joy singing as we rally round. Chased in the twinkling of an eye. Though Satan casts his fiery darts around, slaying some saints who once for truth did fight. Courage, let your faith abound, strong in the power of his might. Shouting hallelujah when we hear the trumpet sound, singing hallelujah in the sky, greeting him with joy, singing as we rally round. 
chased in the tingling of an eye when for his vanguard and the victory won he'll greet his servants naming one by one oh how sweet is word well done victors the race they are run shouting hallelujah when we hear the trumpet sound singing hallelujah in the sky greeting him with joy singing as we rally round changed in the singing of an eye count it a joy to suffer for his name cast out the fame reproached on every side live for joy then great your fame this is your name as the bride shouting hallelujah when we hear the trumpet sound singing hallelujah in the sky greeting him with joy singing as we rally round chased in the tingling of an eye stand firm in saints with armor shining bright press on to victory not can the assail Christ your captain great is might through me will surely prevail shouting hallelujah when we hear the trumpet sound singing hallelujah in the sky greeting him with joy singing as we lie down chased in the twinkling of an eye let's pray father i thank you for the beloved help them to grow to maturity help each and every one who will heard the word of god may grow to the fullness of god to the full stature of christ bless them in jesus holy name we pray amen friends if any one of you need more on this subject please contact me on my phone and and the email that is given we will be ready to help you through the word of god We are thankful to you for listening the word of God. May God bless you. May the peace of God rest on you. Amen.